The button has been pushed. Commencing podcast now. Clear your browser, clear your autofill, clear everything, erase your identity. Welcome to Pop Tech Jam, the independent audio magazine about consumer technology, pop culture, life, art, and freedom! freedom. I'm J.D. Beerstorff. And I'm Pedro Rafael Rosado. On this week's show, we tour the tech headlines, and I have a hopefully helpful hint about protecting your computer before you drop it off at the repair shop. We're doing this again, huh? We are. Seems like we were just in just here the doing other day, and I think I was having Dunkin' Donuts coffee. Yes, you were. The other day. You were, you were hooked on it. That's a big, giant cup of coffee, huh? America runs on Dunkin'. Yes, they do. Yes, it does. And those little donut holes. Oh, I love those things. I think the people who work at the Dunkin' Donuts I go to hate the owner because I always go up there and I'm trying to be like conscious. And I, I would just like two donut holes, please. Just a little taste, but not the whole right. Megillah. Right. And I, I open the bag and there's like six donut holes in there. So I think they're just giving me free donut holes as some kind of passive aggressive revenge. <laughs> <laughs> and I eat them. Oh, man. But they, they're, they're addictive. They're like potato chips. They are, and the little glazed blueberries. Yes, very... it's like you just popped them, and then you don't realize like you've eaten an entire box of these things. Yes, until you you feel your pants right. cut into yeah. your way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's exactly. Yeah, and and they've diver- and they have the specialty holiday donuts right. now with the winter flavors, and it, it's just. Let me tell you, Dunkin' Donuts should advertise on this show. They should. Yeah, you know what? We, well, I guess we just did it for them. Yeah, but... we did. There yes. you go. There's a freebie for you. Yeah. First taste free. Yeah. Like they say Come in the playground. And, and bring us a box of them all munchkins. That's places. right. All right. I guess we should do some news. Yeah, we should do some news. Yeah. Oh, I'm all hungry now. You're hungry and hopped up on caffeine. Well, you, you need you need it. Oh, yeah. These winter and this morning, you, you just yeah. need it. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Uh, well, we ended the last show uh, with news on net neutrality. It was a cliffhanger. It was. Um, <laughs> well, the news segment of, yeah, uh, of so last course. week's show, yes, as you recall. Uh, so let's uh, start again with that same topic this week uh, as more events have developed. Ooh, yes. Uh, how about this? More than 20 state attorneys general have filed a lawsuit saying the Federal Communications Commission decision last month broke federal law. 20? Yeah, 20. Wow. I believe uh, Mr. Eric T. Schneiderman of the great state of New York is uh, one of the guys on there. Yes. Trevor? Uh, he, Could it be Trevor? I'm, I'm not sure what, no, what yeah. his uh, mission is. Uh, no, we don't know. Toby? Who, who Toby. Knows? I like uh, that. Eric Toby. But uh, anyway, he has uh, joined in, in in all of these lawsuits, and there are a ton of them out there. Tiberius. Yeah. That would be an that excellent be middle excellent. name. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm throwing you right off your game. Yes, no, no. <laughs> I'm, now, I'm messing with now your I'm flow. Now I'm hearing, you know, James Tiberius Kirk. <laughs> now, the FCC's repeal of net neutrality uh, rules, uh, people are saying, were arbitrary and capricious. Uh, and uh, all those attorneys general uh, kind of chimed in, and, and that's how they felt about it. Wow. Um, also in the legal fight, Mozilla, the Open Technology Institute, and the public interest groups, Free Press and Public Knowledge. Wow, so everyone's just, There's a line out the door to, to file your uh, lawsuit against uh, the repeal of the net Not to go back rules. to the whole wrestling thing, but it's a battle royale. It is. Yeah. And there's, there's plenty of uh, wannabes you know, yeah. coming up in the ranks here. Wow. Now, four of the many suits were filed in the United States Court of Appeals for the District of Columbia, that circuit there. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Free Press suit was filed in the United States Court of Appeals for the First Circuit. So where's the first circuit? 
Is that say, anywhere near Circuit City? No, which no? is coming back, as yes, we know. Yes. Um, no, I think it might be in the Northeast. Yeah, we uh, don't know. Yeah, the we'll New York say, is the second uh, district court, I hey, think. we're number one, okay? Yeah, yeah we're, we're, we're number, number one, one in many things. Yes, so. we are. Anyway, so all of these uh, lawsuits are happening. So Ooh. if the Congressional Review Act and other maneuvers don't uh, have an effect, may, maybe these lawsuits will. The states, no, the state attorneys general. Yes, they, they have banded together. I always together. get that wrong. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, I the say plural attorney general. Yeah, that makes more sense to me. Yeah, but I guess they're... attorneys general. That's actually that makes sense. You can kind of for see me. It. I can see it, but yeah. you know, I'm still going to get it wrong. Yeah, but uh, well, here's hoping they they have some luck there. Yeah, there you go. Now, uh, if it seems like your monthly data bill is flying higher than a squadron of drones, <laughs> well, it might just make you wish you were using Google's Project Five. Really. The Big G cell service, which threads together three 4G LTE networks and free access to a million secure Wi-Fi hotspots into one big handoff of a mobile plan, has just introduced bill protection. Oh, man. You know, oh. it, it sounds like, you know, the bill's got some Kevlar armor or something on there. But I want it. I want it. Yes, you, you, want, you it. want the phi. Uh, yes. So, so what is bill protection, you might what ask? What is bill protection? Well, let me tell you, sir. Uh, with Google, uh, it only charges you uh, $10 per gigabyte of data per month, right? So it was uh, 10 bucks per gig. So right. flat, flat fee. Flat fee. But if you uh, go more than $60 a month, say you've used six gigabytes, they're yeah. not going to charge you past that $60. So oh, your bill okay. is protected. So even if you use 70 or 80, they stop billing you at 60. So I thought that was nice if you blow past this, the six gigs a month. Um, you do need to pay the additional $20 a month for unlimited talk and text. But for $80 a month, that's essentially an unlimited data plan these days. That is, yeah. And except for people who were first in the door on the iPhone in like 2007 and maybe got into that AT&T unlimited grandfather plan mm -hmm. way back mm -hmm. when, I think a lot, of, a lot of these data plans are way more expensive than $80 a month. Uh, I think so, yeah. I can, get, I can tell you for a fact Yes. Yeah, and then they, you know, the, the, the companies start you know, dividing it up into buckets and family plans and sharing and you then get all they, confused. Then they brought back the unlimited plan but not really. Yeah. yeah you know. It's yeah, a, so it's, it's a little bit of a uh, – So hold on a second. They got not one, not two, but three 4G networks and a million hotspots? Yeah. Come so, on, Google. Hook a guy up. You know, you think they'd be uh, – but they um, – are not available everywhere. No, and of course not. I know some people who have had it who say that it can be in the early days it was a little spotty because the handoffs maybe weren't working so right okay. or they hadn't quite got all the technology fine-tuned. So uh, maybe it's gotten better. But Yeah, but it's brand new. Of course you're going to have a little, couple of bumps in the road. Yeah, and if it's a um, uh, in your uh, heavy – Heavily populated area, yeah. you probably have less of a, a problem. Of course. So that's uh, what's happening there with the Google billing. Um, I want it. I want it. Yes. Now, while the newly passed tax law may not be that great for people in states used to writing off state and local taxes, some employers are using the corporate windfall to give their employees a little love. Um, Apple, for example, plans to issue a bonus of $2,500 worth of restricted stock units to most of its employees in the coming months. Apple stock, mm -hmm. fairly hefty there. Yeah. CEO Tim Cook also said Apple was going to contribute twice the amount of each employee's charitable donations, you know, those corporate match things. So mm -hmm. so that's nice of them, too. That's very nice. And uh, Apple, I guess, is uh, going to be putting up to $350 billion into the U.S. economy in the next uh, five years. Uh, they say that they expect that money to come from planned capital expenditures in the United States, investments in American manufacturing, uh, and uh, I guess record tax payment upon repatriation of overseas profits because um, mm -hmm. they had all that money kind of over there to, yeah. to keep it away, sure. but uh, well, the, I think they've opened a chip factory in Wisconsin, right? Or they've, uh, they've opened or it Foxconn somewhere. was doing something. Yeah, yeah. so they are bringing some of the manufacturing back. 
So we'll see uh, how, how that goes. But I thought this was supposed to be good for uh, middle-class guys, not for the uh, companies. What's going on here? Well, well, the, the theory is that, see, they give Apple this this big money and then Apple's going to do, you know, pay its bills and then give you what whatever, you know, they've got. Uh, so trickle down. Yes, I believe that is a term. Trickle down. Yes. Yeah. Didn't we do this already? Uh, I believe it, yeah, it was in the 80s. Yeah. Uh, Tom Cruise was big at the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Well, you know what? We don't do politics here. Yeah, that's true. So, so, but anyway, Apple, uh, Apple employees. It's Apple. A, it's a good day for them. It is indeed. Uh, and Apple's Siri assistant, uh, not really getting a raise, but uh, has taken some recent knocks for not quite keeping up with Amazon's Alexa, the Google Assistant, or even Microsoft Cortana in the features and speakers department. But the sassy software has at least one new trick. Yeah. Apple recently added the ability for Siri to respond with a podcast when you say, "Give me the news." Now, by default, the feature uh, seems to play content from NPR here in the United States and the BBC in the UK, both kind of national broadcasting types. Uh, It's our podcast. It's radio. Thank you. Yes. uh, Now, uh, during the initial rollout to uh, the beta users when they were testing this, uh, the feature defaulted the Washington Post, but they seem to be changing that to add some other things. You can get Fox News and CNN if you want. I was trying this this morning, and it start playing NPR uh, for me, so... We have to wiggle our way onto that. Yeah, we have I'm to... I'm going to find a way. I'm going to Maybe make not wiggle, maybe switch. horn in. Horn in is probably the best way. Yes. Elbow our way in, New York style. Yes. Bam. Yeah, here like we are. Like we're in the aisle of a supermarket in Manhattan. Yes, Bam, you know, just knock Full contact out. shopping. That's right. Yeah, so, so you say you want news, we got your news. And uh, they've been testing this, I guess, with an iOS beta group, and they just said, well, let's just broaden it to all the right. iOS users, and I believe right. uh, folks in the United Kingdom can get their news from Siri now, too. Again, I ask, how united are they? That's true. No, really? They're having some, some internal yes. squabbles there. Hey, by the way, we are a news show, folks, just in case you didn't realize <laughs> it. <laughs> yes, in case the yes. donut talk uh, <laughs> yeah, threw the you donut off. donut talk and the snark. We are a news show. Hello. Yes, we are reading some news right now. Hey, Siri. Play Pop Take Jam. All right. Hopefully that did something to somebody. Yeah. Maybe she's fired up. You know? Yeah. Good. So, so that's what's happening there with Apple. Now, in cryptocurrency news, uh, the BitConnect lending and exchange platform is shutting down. Really? Many have suspected the whole thing was a Ponzi scheme all along. <laughs> uh, BitConnect was the recipient of at least two cease and desist letters from both Texas and North Carolina security boards and the target of continuous DDoS attacks across the platform. Don't mess with Texas. Yeah. Don't mess with Texas. Yeah, so... You'll get the horns. You know, the the uh, the, the BitConnect... I don't think I knew what BitConnect was I didn't know there. it was either, but I just like But apparently fact, it was a Ponzi scheme and it's gone now. I just love the fact that the Bitcoin is just imploding. It's yes. just going to hell in a handbasket. You know? I'm sorry. Clean tech. Heck in a handbasket. Yes. Heck going in a handbag. <laughs> Yes. yes. That's exactly what's happening. Yes. All right. Well, moving on now. Facebook has been taking some hits from NBC Nightly News this week. The Peacock Network's evening news show recently featured interviews with former Facebook employees and industry insiders who claimed the social network was a, quote, living, breathing crime scene, end quote, during last year's U.S. presidential election wow. and even before. That's heavy. A, yes. A former Facebook said the company continuously prioritized user growth and making money over protecting those very same users. Another former worker said monitoring fake news was never a priority for the company, despite people starting to to make noise about that midway through. Now, in a statement, Facebook said, quote, We are taking many steps to protect and improve people's experience on the platform. In the past year, we've worked to destroy the business model for false news and reduce its spread, stop bad actors from meddling in elections, and bring a new level of transparency to advertising. Last week, we started prioritizing meaningful posts from friends and family and newsfeed to help bring people closer together. 
we have more work to do and we're heads down on getting it done, end quote. Every time I hear bad actors, are like Steven Seagal. Yeah, I know. Like, I was just going to say. With it. Yeah. You know, there's the rule in writing, like omit needless words. Yeah. You know, they could have just said, we're covering our ass. Yeah. I'm sorry. We're covering our booty. Yes. Okay. Yes. We're covering our we booty. We have optimum Heine coverage. That's right. Optimum Heine coverage. That's right. Yeah. So, like but, but they have a very wordy statement there. So did NBC like put these people like in shade no, and these like people, modify their voice? They were full I face. They, they, they ID'd them as who wow. they actually were when they worked at Facebook or what they had wow. to do with Facebook. And they were turned to the camera and was like, this is bad for the country. And they wow. were not uh, holding back. And they've done it a couple nights in a row. There was another employee on who I guess was in the the kind of stop the spam and fake news uh, department. Right. And she's like, well, you know, unless it was outright porn, they never really told us to take anything down. Right. So this was kind of a two-pronged attack. And NBC, you know, was, has never really gone after Facebook like this. So I thought it was no. interesting. I don't know if these people came to them or they were doing some investigative reporting. You know what's happening here, right? NBC realized that their numbers are going to tank on their Facebook page. Oh. So they don't care anymore. Yeah, so <laughs> – so, All right, so, so going to take us off your news feed? That's right. It's on. That's right. You know, like this, Facebook. Mm-hmm. Go ahead and like this. Yes, uh, and speaking of Facebook. Poke this. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, come on, right here, right yeah, here, right, right here. here, right here. Yes, but uh, speaking of Facebook and Google and Twitter, yes. uh, representatives from all three companies have been chatting on the record with the Senate Committee on Commerce, Science, and Transportation and claim they've gone beyond screening and removing extremist content and are creating more anti-terror propaganda of their own so they can aim it at people who might be swayed by such things. Mm. Kind of a reverse uh, psychology there. Anti-terror propaganda. Yeah, so if somebody who might be prone to having their mind made up for them sees a lot of terrorist propaganda, gotcha. they might become that. So what so these what exactly groups are is, trying to do— Yeah, what would that be? I don't know if it's peace and love or— Peace and love. Man. What what the anti-terrorist or this is bad and this doesn't do anything. So I don't know what the, the content of the anti-terror propaganda is, but they're doing it. I'd like and to all of this, buy the world a Coke. You know that, yeah, that lovely 1970 Coke commercial? Yeah. yeah. Now, all of this is an attempt to preempt violent messages at the source, so right. they're they're drilling down here. The tech companies have been criticized in the U.S. and Europe for allowing their websites to be used by terrorists and other extremists for recruiting and propaganda. So mm. I guess this is a national security conference uh, they were they were uh, talking to uh, right. at the Senate. So, so we'll see. Um, now, Facebook is making its own anti-terror videos, though. Let's hope it's also testing its new Watch Party feature with groups of easily convinced users. <laughs> watch Party is available to groups and lets members watch videos all at the same time while continuing to comment and interact. I'm thinking it's kind of like Mystery Science Theater 3000, right, except probably right. with fewer good jokes and, yeah. you know, no crow and all yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. And um, lots of naughty words. Yeah, lots of naughty words. And we've kind of seen this happen before, even when Twitter, Twitter steams a video and yeah. you just see the tweets kind of pop up. But I guess this is more of a closed group where people could gather together and, and it works with either pre-recorded or live video. So people will go to a page and, and really is this a thing? Talk about yeah, is this it's, a thing? It's, maybe you should just go outside and see your friends and yeah. like face to face. Yeah, just go to their house. Yeah. Sit on their sofa. Have some Doritos. Yes. And a bu- and a and a beer. Just yes. you know. And perhaps talk to them without a t shirt ad right. on the side of the page or something. <laughs> I don't know. Wow, we Just are thought. so old. Yeah, no. We have to tell people to go meet other people. Yes, get out of the house. Get out of get the outside. house. Wow. Yeah, so, so that's, that's Watch Party. Um, right now I feel old. It's very rare that I feel old, but right now, at this very minute, I feel old. Or I wise. Feel, no, I don't feel just, wise. Just, just old. Just old. Just decrepit. Yes. I feel decrepit. Nah. That's a good word. I like that. It is a, is a, it's a very it's a woody word. firm word. Yes, yes. yes. 
And finally, and finally, if you've been seeing a lot of fine art in your social feeds the past few weeks, you have Google to thank for that. The Big G recently released an app called Google Arts and Culture uh, that has a feature that matches your face uh, in a selfie with artworks from museums around the globe using facial recognition technology. Yeah, yeah. The app was developed by the Google Cultural Institute, a small nonprofit wing of the company that's uh, based in Paris, a very cultural city, yeah. and is dedicated to finding cool ways of bringing together technology, art, and culture. I did see a lot of old masters showing up in my feed, and yeah. people, you know, then I guess they got Jake Tapper from CNN matched with some painting of Reagan or something. Oh, and, really? And a lot of people have, have posted their selfies. I refuse to do it. Really? You don't want uh, the, the facial tech no. recognition? No. It's facial recognition. You don't want to be in the Google database. I don't want to be in the Google database, people. Or you think they might match you a Kaiser Wilhelm? Yeah, probably. We have the same hat. You know? I'm afraid. You know, I'm vain. I'm very vain, so I don't want to know who they mm. match me up with. They're gonna match me up with some, you know, grizzled old guy, you know, yeah. in, in, a, in some medieval painting. I don't want. Yeah, that. you don't want to like be matched up with the skull from a Dutch Vanitas portrait or mm, something. I want. I want George Clooney. That's what I want. I'm sure there's a lot of old master paintings of him. Of out George there. Clooney, right? Yeah. There's got to be, right? He's a classical looking of guy. Of course, of course. All right, so you're skipping Google Arts and the Google Cultural Institute site, though, is very yes. nice. They've got that a whole I, website. It's devoted to teaching you new things every right. day about art and culture, and it's a nice little stop. It's part of their nonprofit uh, part of the site. So you, you know why I don't go browse. there either? Two words: Google Reader. Okay. Oh, you're still They're mad about take, that. I am. I'm going to go to my grave mad about that. Uh-huh. I am so going to it's go gonna to my grave. It's going to be on your gravestone. It's going to be on my gravestone. It is. They took they, my Google they Reader. They took my Google Reader. That's exactly what it is. And plus, most people who are putting up these pictures uh-huh. have never been into a museum. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, so you, you think they I mean? should get out of, out yeah. of the house and go to a museum? Get out of the house and get off my lawn while you're at yeah, it. Yeah, well, especially if you're in New York. Yes, yeah, like, you have not no having reason. A, we have all the good museums Every here. single, they got little museums out of nowhere that you don't even know are good. Mm-hmm. Just go. Yeah. Just go, get out of the house. And some fresh air is good too. Yeah, that's it. Yes, all right, oh, so God, no I'm Google so Arts and Culture for you. But uh, for anyone so out there who old. wants to try the app, we will have links to it, and along with links to all the things we talked about in the news segment today. You can find those at... PopTechJam.com Up next, it's time for a hopefully helpful hint. Ah, yes, it's hint time. It's hint time, I feel it. There's a hint of hint in yes, there. Yes, a little Christmas to yes, there. Yes, yes. Well, well, this actually happened to me, um, and I had to this do some research. This is a real-life story? This is a real-life story. It's like an American crime story, a Gianni yeah. Versace? Yes, uh, maybe not quite oh, as not violent. Oh, not as violent? Uh, okay. But, but this probably happens to a lot of people now that we live in the era of ultra-book laptops with sealed batteries yeah. that you cannot replace them yourself. They tell you to go to an authorized dealer to get your battery replaced because they have to open up the laptop. Right. This is the thing where I think more people are, unless they just chuck it and buy a new one, are uh, taking their trusty that, laptops yeah. into the shop to get batteries or sometimes, oh, I want a, a solid-state hard drive right, or, oh, right. this board blew or I need something. So people are taking their computers into the shop. Yep. And uh, what they may not realize is that you got a lot of data on this thing. Oh, you've yeah. got stuff in your browser autofill. You've got password managers. You've got... 
stuff in your your browser, like your browser cache. Clear uh, that history. Yeah. Clear that history. Yeah. So you basically are going to have someone you don't know is going to log on to your computer. They may say, I need your user password to be able to test the software. It depends on what you haven't done to it. Right. If it's just a hardware thing, usually they don't need to, to boot up. But think about that. Like, do you want a complete stranger having full access to your stuff? And you think, oh, it's a repair shop. Nothing will happen. Yeah. Don't, don't be so naive. Both you and I have done repair work. Yes. In our previous incarnations. Yes. And I'm pretty sure you and I know I have come across items as I'm trying to fix a machine that I really don't want to see. Yes. You know, folks, be aware. Yeah. This is an important hint. Yes. From JD. Yes. Straight from JD to you. Yes. Listen up. Those six gigabytes of suspicious pictures yes, in your photos folder? Yes, exactly. Yeah. I can never unsee some things I've seen. Yes. So if you are going to a repair shop, yes. here are a few things uh, you may want to keep in mind. Now, your computer repair shop itself may have a checklist of things to do before you drop off a laptop. Right. Just you know, back up your data is the big one there. That's always the big one. Always back it up because you never know what's going to happen, even if it's just a minor battery swap or something. Just have a copy of your files. Always a good idea. So do that, job one. As for the security of the data on the drive when you drop it off, uh, you can lock up personal folders that you want to keep private with encryption software. Hmm. The Mac comes with File Vault, which lets you encrypt the entire hard drive. I always forget about that. Yeah, yeah and I think Apple even tells, like, if you're going to drop a thing off to the Apple Store, I think they suggest that you turn on File Vault right. just to... Right. Keep everything locked up without your user password. Uh, Windows 10 Professional has a utility called BitLocker. Windows 10 yes. Home does not, but Home the professional not. one. Yep. If you need a disk encryption tool because you'd like the idea of that, uh, Veracrypt is one that's sort of, uh, I think oh, it's cross-platform. I think I've used that, yeah. Yeah, and there's others out there uh, that have security built in. If you think the technician will need to start your computer to verify the results or check on stuff with the repair, make sure the board's in there or whatever, you might want to take other privacy precautions. As you mentioned, delete your browser history and stored right. passwords That's from right. the browser and any autofill information, especially yeah. if you're doing, you know, credit card storage. Uh, Go back to the beginning of time. Any files that contain financial or personal identity information, like your social security yep. number, either lock those up or delete them and, and put them back on with your backup when you get the machine back. Yep. If you think the technician needs to get in, you can also create a separate uh, user account for the tech Very uh, to smart. go in. So I love they that can idea. just log into their own Very and, and check the machine stats that way. And uh, if you think the like your own administrator account might be needed for whatever reason, sometimes if you just disable the password for the time being so you don't have to give it out to mm -hmm. the person so they can just log into their thing and, and not have to have the password. Of course, but, after you've you know, yes, after backed you, everything you, up yes, and, and then cleared things out. And file um, and, and then when you get the machine back, restore all your stuff and put your passwords back on. Smart. But uh, anyway, just a little hopefully helpful hint that if you do indeed have a computer repair in your future, you want to make sure it's just the machine that's getting repaired. Prepared and uh, you're not going to have to fix your credit profile later. Top 10. This is a top 10 triple H. Triple uh, H. Safety first. Yes, indeed. Safety third. Yes. <laughs> first. <laughs> Sorry. All right. So uh, with we, that, I guess we got to Yeah, we got to roll out of this coffee is cold. I got to yeah, get some more Dunkin' Donuts yeah. coffee. Do you, do you nuke your coffee after it goes cold? I don't because I I like the fresh brewed, yeah. you know, and, and, and also coffee tends to get sour, I think, over uh, the course of the yeah. day. You know what I did the other day? I actually nuked a cup of coffee at 2 in the morning while What's I was it, at it, Folgers it. Crystals or something? No, it was like a really nice, good cup of coffee, too. Uh, I don't know why Cafe I Bustelo? It. I don't know. Yes, Cafe Bustelo. It was like, you know, a nice punch in the neck. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. And I, I will never do that again. I don't know what possessed me. No, it's it, it something about the acidity or something. Yeah, I'm all about, you know, the fresh grounds, the fresh water. Yeah, I, I did something horrible to the to the atmosphere once I did that. Yeah, yeah really. It's a, just really, it was not a good idea. There was a tear on the time-space continuum. I think so. Anyway. I honestly think so. Anyway, we, did we thank the bros? We haven't thanked the bros yet. We're talking about coffee. Thank oh, you, bros. About, thank you, bros. Builtbybros.com. Build something with the bros. If you think it, they will build it. Yes, and thank you, listeners, each yes, and every one of you out there for downloading and streaming us, putting up with us. Shenanigans. Yes, we wouldn't be here without you. Yes, we would not. Yes, so until next week when we are back with uh, more on the uh, the pulse of the technology world and perhaps some snacking tips. That's right. That's right. I like that. We are a new show, folks. Remember that. You know, Siri, dial us up. Yes. I'm J.D. Beersdorfer. And I'm Pedro Rafael Rosado. Everyone have a lovely week. I'd like to buy the world a home and furnish it with love. Grow apple trees and honeybees and snow white turtle doves. I'd like to teach the world to sing, sing with me. Birthday party.